We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. It is Monday, and that means Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com joins me. And uh, typically Monday is just more general football topics, but we had a big commitment yesterday, so uh, we're going to throw a little recruiting into this one as well. C.J. Williams, Brian, I'll tell you what, I filled in for you on your podcast last week. So let's pretend you're doing a rapid fire. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Okay. C.J. Williams is blank. <laughs> I'll make it really easy good. For you. <laughs> real physical player. Real great volume pass catcher. You know, a guy that can, uh, he, you know, really fill up a stat sheet. Can play in slot. Can play outside. Just a really talented player. Advanced pass rusher. And if you're someone who likes comps, he's a guy that you know, I think Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, is a guy that would remind me a lot of him. Michael Thomas, you know, who played at Ohio State, now at the Saints. Those are good comps. Yeah, not bad. Well, and he, he comes from Modern Day High School out mm-hmm. in the L.A. area. And I know you've talked before. It's been a while. Who's the last Modern Day guy Notre Dame got before so, this? It took me longer to figure this out because I didn't have loose emoji to lean on like I have in the past for <laughs> right. this kind of information. This right. would have been right up his alley. But nineteen, uh, it was the late nineteen nineties. Mike McNair, wow. remember him, the oh, running back that was supposed like the real. Yes, and then the one before world that Mike it was McNair. Brad Williams. Yeah. Now people have pointed out Joe Schmidt played at Modern Day, but Joe Schmidt was a, a walk on and not a recruit or right. You know that type of thing. But so yeah, the last scholarship yeah. athlete Notre Dame had at, to to play at Modern Day was Mike McNair. Wow, that has That's been a long a time ago. I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> I, was a fr- I was a freshman and a sophomore in college. The last, freshman in college last time they landed a kid from there. And I'm in my 40s. So. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's been a while. No doubt. Well, so now they've got, according to the rankings that I saw today, they've got the number one class in the country after Tobias Merriweather last week and C.J. Williams right now. Do, do you think they've got a, a chance to, to actually keep that ranking when it's all said and done? They've got a chance, yeah. I, I, I'm skeptical of it, but that's more so of just my skepticism of the way the ranking system works mm-hmm. as opposed to really thinking this is a great class. 
But yeah, I mean, if you can land Xavier Nwangpa, if you can land Anthony Lucas, who is, you know, a, a top, top player, if you can get a Zach Rice or a Billy Shrouth in the class, if you can get Hero Canoe, if you can really just kind of do the inside straight on this finish to this recruiting class, they'll have a shot. And I think part of it too is going to make sure that, you know, some players that they have now kind of have breakout years, maybe go up in the rankings. You know, you like to see Tobias Merriweather go up in the rivals rankings, you know, which he should be much higher. He's 46 in the nation and SIL American, but rivals has him 155th. You know, I, I think he's, obviously I think he's higher because I was part of the, the SIL American rankings. So clearly <laughs> I think he's a much better player than that, but you know, there, there's some of that too that you have where you have like Prince Collie was for Notre Dame last year when they he committed Notre Dame, he was a three star. And by the time he was done, he was a top hundred recruit. Right. So if there's a couple breakouts like that too, it would help help them as well. But I think this is definitely going to be a top five class. If they don't add but uh, one or two more players, I think this is a top five to seven class. If they can add a couple, it, it, it's got a shot to be one of the better ones in the country. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the most important thing, obviously, out of this is like these kind of guys that they're getting right now, especially when you look at... Williams and Merriweather, they're the kind of difference-making skill position guys that they've really, you know, been missing, in, yeah, you know, for a while. What is what is Brian Kelly's comments been after the last two playoff losses? He talked about needing more explosive playmakers mm -hmm. on the outside both times. Well, that's what I mean. I wouldn't call C.J. Williams an explosive playmaker. Tobias Merriweather is. Notre Dame believes Amorian Walker is an explosive playmaker. And then you have C.J. Williams, who's that complimentary volume guy that's great on third down, great in the red zone. I, you know, I, I think we talked about this last week, Sean. If I were to, 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 what, to describe what I mean, if Tobias Merriweather is going to get to 120 receiving yards, which is a great game, he's going to do it on like five catches. Right. If C.J. Williams is going to get there, he's going to do it on like nine or ten. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's still dominant. It's just the difference between like a Michael Floyd and a Will Fuller. Right. It, right. The, you know, where CJ's more of the Michael Floyd type and then Tobias Merriweather's more of the, you know, the CJ or the Will Fuller type. He's, again, different. You understand the point that I'm making. I'm not making a direct comparison because they're different body types and things like that. But mm -hmm. it's just more of that one guy can do more with less. One guy plays a different role. And it's it's the kind of players that you need. And here's the even more important, Sean, is this is now two years in a row they've landed an outstanding receiver class. And that's what Bama does. That's what Clemson does. That's what Ohio State does. They don't just have that one because, you know, we've seen Tennessee have that. We've seen UCLA have that one year at one position. We have just a great class. The best teams do it year after year. This is now two years in a row that you've landed a top receiving class 
with some versatile skill sets, and that's where Notre Dame needs to keep going with this thing. Brian Jusko from irishbreakdown.com. Let's talk a little training camp. The, uh, the offensive line, uh, we missed it by one. We missed it by the right guard. We, uh, you know, we, we predicted everybody else. Fisher at left tackle, Correll at left guard, Patterson at center, Josh Lugg at right tackle. But you've got John Dirksen over Kane Madden at uh, right guard right now. Your thoughts on that? It's, I'm kind of happy that that's what they're starting. I mean, look, you get a guy that transfers in late in the process. He's not with you during the spring. And John Dirksen was. John Dirksen had a good spring. He's been with the program for, you know, this is going into his fourth year. Uh, he's a guy that deserves a shot and see what he can do. I, I don't expect it to stay that way, but I'd love to see John Dirksen get a shot to do that. Even if he doesn't start, you know, maybe he can say, hey, look, I, I'm at least good enough to play. And maybe you see sort of a rotation like we've saw, we've seen in the past at that position. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's going to happen, but I'd like to see John Dirksen get a shot. I mean, he, he's a kid that's got some talent. He just came from a smaller program, and I think it took him a while to really figure out what it takes to, you know, to really reach your potential as a player. Hopefully he's getting there. Hopefully he's picking up the offense a little bit better, executing at a higher level. But he's always had a really nice blend of athleticism and pop, which is something that fits well in this offense. But I think this is also more about just making sure that Kane Madden has to earn that spot because if you want teammates to accept a guy like Kane Madden, who, again, what's the difference between Kane Madden and Jack Cohn? Jack Cohn transferred in January. He had all summer work, all winter workouts, mm -hmm. all the spring practice, all the summer workouts. Caden Madden didn't show up till I believe after winter work at summer workouts had kind of already started. So he needs to earn it. And and I think that's a good message for the coaching staff to show is like, hey, yeah, you're an All-American, but this is Notre Dame. You got to earn it. And if he earns it, great. If he doesn't, then John Dirks is going to step in and be a pretty good football player. Or maybe it's Rocco Spindler. I mean, sure. he's just got to earn it, and I think that's a smart move by the Notre Dame coaching staff is to make him make him earn it. You'll be happy to know I listened to your interview with Tommy Reese that you did recently, and <laughs> he said something about Madden, sixth-year guy who made you know pretty substantial gains with his strength in one summer working out with the Irish. The fact that a sixth-year guy could come in and still – make pretty substantial gains. So so what does that kind of say to you, I guess, when you hear that? Well, I'm, I'm going to try to do this in a way that doesn't take a shot at Marshall. Yeah, I, I, don't I was going to say, I, think I, knew, I, mean, I think I knew where you were going to go, but okay, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a shot because, you know, Marshall doesn't have the resources that Notre yeah. Dame has. They can't afford to pay a Matt Bayless to be their strength program. Right. So it's just that they don't have a Matt Bayless. They don't have a Jake Flint. They don't have the staff that Notre Dame has. They don't have the resources that Notre Dame has from a – a strength conditioning program and all those type of things. And and I think it also speaks volumes to just how good Matt Bayless and his crew are because you know his, his point was correct. You don't see – Kane Madden's 24 years old. You don't see 24-year-olds that have been in a college football program for five years get significantly stronger in a short period of time. And I just think it speaks volumes to how good of a job Matt Bayless does but also shows the kind of program that he's coming from. Look, I've coached at some phenomenal Division three programs. If a kid transferred from some of my teams that, you know, I, I was a 1AA national champion, I was conference champion at college football playoffs, if guys were transferring to Notre Dame and not getting stronger, that would say more about Notre Dame than it does about us. Right. Because we were limited in resources. So that's why I'm trying to say, like, it's not a there shot There should at be a difference. There should be right. a difference. Right, there should be a difference. And, and if there isn't, yeah. then that would say, okay, there's a problem, you know? Right. So that's that's what I mean. That's why I'm trying to prep. It's not a shot at Marshall, but it also shows just how good this – 
training staff and strength staff is in Notre Dame, and also how willing, how hard Kane Madden was willing to work as soon as he got here. He didn't come in saying, "Hey, I was an All American, and I'm gonna, I'm a preseason All American, and I'm the man. I'm, you know, give me the job." It's like, "Hey, you better work for it." And he came in and, and he he worked hard at it. So Brian Kelly also said Jack Cohn's experience at Wisconsin will be a factor in their decision on who the quarterback is. Any thoughts on that? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I thought his answer was priceless. Like, well, why else do you why think we looked yeah. at him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, if they thought he was that great of a player coming out of high school, they would have offered him coming out of high school. I mean, right. he was committed to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. It's not like he didn't know anything about Notre Dame. So, no, I, I think that's exactly why they did go after him. That experience helps. But it's not just experience. It's it's productive experience. It's it's his film is good. There were other transfer quarterbacks that could have gone after. This was the guy they zeroed in on immediately for a, a host of reasons. But yeah, I mean that that experience is what did he do? He went ten and two in the regular season, mm -hmm. went to the Big Ten championship game. They had a lead at halftime against Ohio State in the Big Ten title game that year. You know, a guy that was a point away from, you know, or two points away from his team winning a, a the Rose Bowl. So it's it's not just experience, you know. Hey, I started 14 games, but it's also experience in that he played on a big stage, several big stages, and that's an important piece to know. I mean, if you're a three-year starter, we were just talking about Marshall. Let's just use, say a kid was transferring from Marshall and he started 39 games in three years at Marshall. That's fine, but that's not experience that's going to help you win at Notre Dame. The fact that Jack Cohn played in a Big Ten title game, has played in the Rose Bowl, has played at Michigan, has played against Minnesota on the road as a top 10 team, it's the big moments that experience that to me matters even more than just number of attempts or number of total starts or anything like that. Right. So, I mean, I, I imagine just listening to you there, you'd be pretty surprised if, you know, when Brian Kelly, he said after the sixth practice, he's going to name the starter. You'd be surprised if it's not Cone. I'd be pretty shocked. Yeah. And, and that's not a knock on Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner. You know, I'm very high on both of those guys. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think Jack Cone's combination of talent experience uh, and and just what this offense needs right now for this team to go out and compete for a championship, I'd I'd be surprised if, barring injury, Jack Cohn's not named the starter next right. week. And that's the part that surprised me more than anything, Sean, was you know because we were talking last week about well, who knows when he's going to name it, and if he even does, he may wait until the Florida State game, you know, whatever. Uh, he came out after one practice and said, "Yeah, we're going to announce it after the scrimmage on Saturday." You don't say that <laughs> if you don't already have an idea of how this is going to go. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's there's the big, you know, because so what does Drew Pine have to do? Well, Drew Pine's got to be Drew Pine. You know, there wasn't like <laughs> right. there's there's it, there just doesn't seem to right. be much mystery to any of this listening to Brian Kelly. And and it, like you said, when he laid out the timeline the way he did, Jordan Botello, there were these rumors swirling around. And I don't think I don't think we've mentioned it on the show because they see, you know, from my perspective, I you know I never heard anything more than rumors. Brian Kelly says there's nothing there. Do you, do you think it's the end of the story at this point? It may be the end of the story of what we what he says publicly. Okay, just depending on on how some things are finalized. But no, I, I you know the thing that kind of frustrated me is look we did not report on this at Irish Breakdown. Right. Um, I did not talk about it on my my premium message board because it was something that I could not get confirmed from Notre Dame. Right. But there was enough smoke to it to know that, that there was at least something. Maybe it wasn't as extreme as some of the people said, but there was something going on this summer with Jordan Patejo. I just don't understand sometimes why Coach Kelly doesn't say, hey, look, there's some things we had to work through over the summer, but we'll work through it now. We're good to go. But to then push back as vehemently as he did to something that we all know 
there's something to it. Uh, I just don't understand why he does that sometimes, why he kind of boxes himself into those corners sometimes. But uh, from what I'm told, he is practicing. Uh, he is yep. he going was practicing those same Saturday motions. anyway. Yeah, right. And and I'm told he's been practicing since then. But you know, my response to that was, well, so did Dexter Williams, <laughs> and so did Kevin Austin in 2019. Years ago. Yeah, right. And he didn't play a single game. And Brian Kelly, I don't think, still has admitted that he was suspended for that season. <laughs> so uh, you know, I hope for Notre Dame's sake, hopefully everything Coach Kelly said is correct. That he is good to go, not going to be suspended. There's nothing going on. There's nothing to it. For Notre Dame, that needs to be true because if you take him out of that depth chart at Viper, um, they lose a guy that could bring a lot of a lot of playmaking ability to the defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, one last thought. Bruce Feldman, I believe he's with the Athletic now. Is yep. that right? Yeah. So Bruce yes, Feldman's with the Athletic. He does this freaks list every year. And I know Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa was on it last year. Three Notre Dame players on that freaks list this year. And now this is a good thing. Like athletic freaks is, mm-hmm. is what he's talking about. And not just that Notre Dame has three, and I'll let you name them, but uh, they've got more than some of the other big programs in the country. Yeah, they've got more than Alabama, who had two. One of their two was an offensive lineman. Uh, more than Clemson, who has two. More than Oklahoma, has two. And they've got more than Ohio State and Georgia, who both had two. Or had one each, excuse me. So, yeah, they had Kyle Hamilton third. Which I don't think should shock anyone. No, um, you know you don't have a lot of six foot four, two hundred nineteen pound <laughs> safeties that jump over over forty inches. Uh, you had Isaiah Foskey at number forty five, and then you had Chris Tyree at number seventy five. And honestly, I was surprised Chris Tyree was a little higher when you, especially when you look at some of the things Bruce Feldman said about him. You know, four point three one in the forty yard dash, forty point nine inch vertical jump. His GPS they've clocked it at twenty two point three. Now this is obviously information coming from Notre Dame. And he gets all this from schools. You know, they, the uh-huh. schools give him this information. Uh, I, I was surprised he wasn't a little bit higher. But it it just goes to show, Sean, that this this thing the last four years that Notre Dame has done isn't just about, oh, they schedules aren't as tough as they used to be or you know, this, this coaching is just better. Those things are true. But this team is also a lot more talented than they've been. I mean, you've got Kyle Hamilton starting at safety right now. Remember who the starting safeties were in 2016? It was a guy currently starting at middle linebacker in the NFL <laughs> and, and Avery Sebastian. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, now a guy like Houston Griffith is getting overlooked who was a top 100 recruit because you've got Kyle Hamilton, you know. So uh, it, it's this this team has certainly gotten more and more talented, which is why I continue to say I don't understand after what they've done the last four years why so many people are still talking about this team taking a big step back this year. Right. This is a very talented football team, and – I think it's going to be a fun year to watch this team really develop. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they've done – that's been a great uh, big part of this program is player development and, and guys stepping in. I mean, just, just because it's unknown to us doesn't mean everything's just going to fall apart all of a sudden right. because you're absolutely right. Since that 16 season, just the direction everything has gone has been a completely different direction. So I'm looking forward to it as well. should be a lot of fun. No question. All right, Brian, tell everybody what's going on right now at irishbreakdown.com. Well, obviously I have a lot of analysis about uh, this decision by C.J. Williams and Tobias Merriweather, so we kind of talk about what's next for Notre Dame at 2022 and 2023 receiver recruiting. We obviously break down uh, some comments that Brian Kelly made about the offensive line and the quarterback position. We'll continue to uh, release our position-by-position previews as we get ready to roll through fall camp and 
as much information as, as we possibly can. But if, if you're not familiar with C.J. Williams and Device Merriweather, I'd encourage you to check out some of the articles that we have now because these are these are big-time commitments at a position, as you said, Sean, of a position of very, very important need. So this was a really, really good week for the Notre Dame coaching staff on and off the field. All right, great stuff as always. Brian, I'll uh, talk to you Thursday then. Looking forward to it. Okay, see ya. Brian Driscoll from Irish Breakdown. Dot com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.